Welcome to episode 6 of the Steel City Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Richard. Be sure to share the podcast with your friends and follow the show's Instagram at SteelCityBreakdown underscore podcast. Well, the Steelers have won two games in a row. What an accomplishment. It looked like a completely different team out there this week. Uh, it looked like we actually wanted to win a game. Um, we had a great start with Najee. He had a touchdown, receiving touchdown, and then Eric Ebron had a rushing touchdown. Kind of flipped roles there. Um, kind of weird that Ebron had a rushing touchdown, but, you know, it worked. A little trickery never hurt. Um, the offense looked pretty good most of the game. We did stall a bit near the end, but uh, we did get that field goal at the end to push us to 20. Um, ben looked pretty comfortable in the pocket. Uh, O-line was doing a great job at stopping um the pass rush and keeping ben from getting hit i think the seahawks only sacked ben one time which is really great for our offense also uh they had good blocking for naji which allowed him to rush for 81 yards on 24 carries and he got that receiving touchdown um deontay johnson also had a great game in the absence of juju he stepped up he's gonna have to continue to step up for the rest of the season um deontay had nine receptions for 71 yards as well as a rush for 25 yards which was pretty good uh now on the defensive side uh we looked pretty good as well lots of pressure and great coverage for most of the game however we did struggle near the end to stop the run in the second half mostly um we just adjusted there I think we started to have five guys on the uh, defensive line, which helped to stop the run. Cam Hayward, he was amazing again with six solo tackles, one sack, and a lot of pressure on Geno Smith. He really had a big impact on their passing game. So did Alex Highsmith. He had a big sack for a loss of 15 yards. It really changed the game. Now, obviously, my MVP of the game, you can't pick anybody else. It's TJ Watt. He had six solo tackles, two sacks, three pass deflections, and obviously the huge strip sack in overtime to put us in field goal range to win the game. This is why he is the highest paid defender in the league and why we kept him. He makes the big plays when you need it. He had that huge sack overtime on the Seahawks' first drive, which stopped them. And then again here at the end, he uh, was double teamed, and there was also a chip block from the running back. So he pretty much had three guys on him. And he had his face mask getting grabbed, and then he just breaks free, comes from nowhere, and strip sacks Geno Smith, and he pretty much won us the game. Like the saying goes, defense wins games. The defense, most more specifically TJ Watt here, won us that game. Um, now next week we have our bye, which is going to be a good thing to allow some good rest for us, um, allow Ben to recover from all, like the thousand injuries that he's got, uh, figure out how we want to go forward with the rest of the season, maybe change up our game plan a little bit also hopefully this buy will help zach banner get the time he needs to come back for week eight but we'll have to see um obviously next week the bye week i'm going to be talking mostly about the penguins because steelers aren't playing um now speaking of the penguins we started our season last week and we are 2-0-1 um somehow we were able to beat the defending stanley cup champions in their building um and we did it without crosby Malkin, who are injured, and then Gensel and Aston Reese were both on COVID protocol. Now, just imagine what we can do when we have Crosby and Malkin healthy. We, we, we will be amazing. Uh, like I said, we beat the Lightning 6-2 to with goals from Dan Heinen, Brian Boyle, Dominic Simone, Teddy Bluger, Evan Rodriguez, and Brian Rust. Those last three were empty net goals. Uh, some reason, they decided to pull their goalie with around six minutes left in the game. It's weird. It didn't work out for them. Um, Jari looked pretty good. 
he stopped 26 of 28 shots in his first game of the season. Um, then the next game, we lost to the Panthers in overtime, but we did get that one point, so we got three out of four um, for our first two games, which is pretty good. Uh, in that game against the Panthers, we had goals from Dan Heinen again, Jeff Carter, Jay Gensel, and Evan Rodriguez. Uh, pretty good effort from the guys here, putting up four goals. Just wasn't enough to get the win in overtime, though. Uh, in that game, Casey DeSmith was playing, and he stopped 34 of 39 shots. It wasn't great, but also his first game of the season, it wasn't horrible. He definitely has some room to improve. Um, and then finally, our third game on Saturday, we beat Chicago 5-2. I was excited for this game because we were going to see Flurry. Um, Flurry was definitely not happy to see the Pens, though. We scored four goals on him in the first period. The first one was 15 seconds into the game. Bounced off his own defender and then between his legs in. Um, he ended up getting pulled after the fourth goal. Uh, clearly, we didn't care that it was Flurry. We had no remorse. We just wanted to score. We had goals from Teddy Bluger, Drew O'Connor, Brock McGinn. Dan Hyen has three goals in a row for three games. Um, and Jason Zucker. Drew O'Connor did get his first NHL, NHL goal, which is awesome. And then coach Mike Sullivan has become the winningest coach in Penn's history with 253 regular season wins for us. It feels crazy because it feels like just it was just a little bit ago that he became our coach. It was December of 2015 before we went and to win back-to-back Stanley Cups. Um, also, the fact that we've able to win two games so far and get five to six points without Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, it just goes to show how great of a coach Sullivan is and how resilient the team that we have is. Um, and we're playing without one of the best hockey players ever to play the game. And Sullivan and the team, they figured out how to win two or three games without one of the best players ever. It's just crazy how we were able to do that. Um, and then this against Chicago, it being our home opener, there was a lot of energy from the crowd that I was I was seeing, and it looked like it was almost full capacity, which is great to see because there hasn't been full capacity games in quite a while. Um, the crowd definitely impacted our play, especially early, putting up those four goals like really fast. The crowd, the team was just feeding off of the crowd's energy the entire game. It was awesome. Uh, that game against Chicago. That started an eight-game home streak for us, which hopefully can win- lead to a lot of wins because last season, I think we had one of the best, if not the best, home records in the league. So if we can win maybe like six or seven of those games, that would really help get us up in the points to start the league, to start the season and show the league that we really mean business this year and we are going for the cup. Um, now baseball news, uh, my pick, the Rays got eliminated. So that bandwagon has fallen off the tracks. Um, I guess it's time I'm going to jump on the Braves bandwagon, I guess. Um, I hate all the other teams. So, uh, let's go Braves, I guess. Um, that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you for listening and remember to share with your friends.